part of it for me is competition. I, more than other people, I like to be competitive. And that kind of puts me on the edge. And my uncle once told me, he said, Mike, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Okay. Okay. Wow. And I thought, you know what, I really like that because uh -huh. the edge is the defining moment of what happens. You either stay on or you fall off. But if you can ride that edge, it's kind of like a wave. You stay right on that wave. That's the best part to be, right on that curl. And that's the funnest part to be. And that's how life is, I think. If you can stay right on the edge and just enjoy life to the fullest, you are going to have such a great life. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. For those of you new to the show, thank you for joining us. On this show, I interview local entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers and share their origin stories. Hearing others' journeys help us get inspired to follow our own dreams. And I also love that it lets us get to know our neighbors better. So all of this makes for a better community and it's fun to celebrate all that's happening in East Idaho. Today, guys, my guest is someone who is well-known in, in the East Idaho fitness community. He's helped many of our youth as well as adults reach their athletic and fitness goals through his expertise. Welcome Mike Taylor, otherwise known as Mike the Trainer of Tailored Fit to the show. Thanks Renee, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on the show. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for our mutual friend who said you need to interview Mike, get him on the show. So That's if, right. if any of you guys have people that I should interview, please be sure to hook me up and yeah. we'll tell their stories. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank goodness for good friends that uh, have your back and kind of look out for you, right? Indeed, because I, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I've been on a hiatus for the last couple of weeks, so it's good for me to be back behind the mic and talking yes. to you. Yes. Mike. Right. <laughs> All right, Mike, thanks for being on the show. For those of you who may not know, tell the listeners about yourself and what Tailored Fit is. All right, so yeah, I'm Mike the Trainer, Taylor. Tailored Fit is kind of the brainchild that I've had for quite a few years now. Um, I've been a personal trainer for over 18 years, over 20 years now. I guess I started in college. It was something that I just loved to do. I've always been involved in athletics and sports. And I kind of thought to myself, how do I find a job or do something where I can actually make money doing what I love? I didn't want to be you know, stuck to a desk or doing something that I didn't like day in and day out. And, and that's what kind of led me in this direction towards personal training. And I figured out that I can work with people, I can talk about exercise and biomechanics and, and things that I'm interested in every day and teach the important things to other people to help them feel better, um, look better and just be happier with themselves and their lives. So you're the guy that we go to when we look in the mirror and we're like, hey, I want to lose that off. little whatever yeah. or I just want to be more physically fit. Mm -hmm. Um, or even advice about what I should eat, right? You're an expert on that. Exactly. See, I've, I've got the whole package with the health education background. I've always focused my personal training on behavior change because with, with health and exercise, it's not just about exercising. See, exercise, I think for most people, I won't, for a lot of people, it's actually kind of fun. But if you find the right kind of exercise, and we can go into a whole lot about that, but more importantly is, is how do we keep it fun? How do we do something that we like to do? How do we change the behaviors that got us to where we didn't want to be in the first place? And so we have to peel back the layers and kind of address the root cause of our health and where we're at. 
before we can just focus on that surface stuff and say, oh, I, I, I want to run a 5K in a few months, Mike. How do I do that? I like to dive a little deeper and say, okay, why are we doing this 5K? Oh, dang it. Where are we You're at right now? You're going to peel me back and get to the, <laughs> and really get to the, the innards of, of that. Yeah. yeah. And I see with that, we find more success long-term than anything else that we do out there. Yeah. What I have learned, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't really out-exercise a bad diet. Uh, I try to do it every week. <laughs> me too. I, and we all do. I think we don't eat as healthy as we should. And then I'm like, okay, I've got to do an extra mile tomorrow or some extra sets, whatever it is. And it's very, very difficult to out-exercise a bad diet. And I tell that to all my clients. So number one is we have to look at a nutrition component. Yeah. We have to figure out what are we eating and how do we get that dialed in right. And that's a tricky thing. And that's where behavior change is super important because I don't know about you, but in East Idaho, you know, I grew up of finish everything on your plate and every Sunday is meat and potatoes and every activity involves ice cream and different goodies yeah, and just all sorts, it's food everywhere. Yeah. And so we need to learn how to navigate that. Don't totally get rid of it because we have to live with food, yeah. but make it a healthy relationship. Yeah, it is fun that you say that because most every family gathering has to do with food. Most every social gathering, church gathering, yeah. everything has some type of food. And people will tell me like, okay, Mike, as soon as the holidays are over, I am <laughs> on this. And I, I say, why not now? Because there's holidays, as we just said, it's always there. There's always something. Even after Christmas, then you've got this New Year's celebration. And then you've got, what, Valentine's Day. Then you've got St. Patrick's Day. Then you've got Easter, and there's all candy. It just goes on and on. Right, you can always come up with an excuse. Right. My best thing that I learned was that all of those are, like, they aren't. They don't even really exist. Like, you know, that's so far. It could be tomorrow, but that's not today. And the decision you have to make is right now. Exactly. So don't be thinking about what's going to happen on Thanksgiving because that's not right now. Right, right. You'll decide what you're going to do on Thanksgiving, that's such which good is advice. not today. Yeah, day by day. And take it one day at a time. Yeah. And, and that's the root of behavior change too. Focus on the right now and take it one day at a time because when you step back and look at everything... You start it's too to, overwhelming. It's, it's insurmountable yeah. and you get overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and, and same with like when you're making your goals, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to start then because it'll be better then. Yeah. It never happens. I know. Dang it. I wish it did. <laughs> There's supposed to be some magic pill that I could take to make that happen, right? There is no magic pill, but there is <laughs> magic in the way that you approach it. And that's what we have at Tailored Fit is a little bit of the magic, a little bit of the support and kind of that whatever it is you need to, to get you there, we've got it. What about the judgment, Mike? Are you going to judge me as I go through? Like, because I'm fear, I'm going to have this fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And so how do you deal with people who don't like to tell you the truth? You know what? I think that's one of the things that people like about me um, is they don't feel judged. They don't feel like, oh, Mike, what, you know, they worry about, oh, what's Mike going to think if I eat this? Because it's an accountability. Yes. Yeah. We do have that accountability factor, but they know me. They know my story. Um, I was a heavyweight wrestler in high school. I was 275 pounds. Okay, I've been through the ups and downs of weight loss and healthy lifestyle management. So I'm no stranger to um, the self-shame and the self-loathing and the things that we go through. Um, and you know, Richard Simmons is a hero of mine because he addresses these things with people and he's a great guy. I joke every year that I'm gonna dress up like him for Halloween. <laughs> I love and you him. haven't done it yet? I haven't done it yet. What the heck? I'm still looking for the perfect outfit. <laughs> okay, so. be on the lookout, guys. Really short shorts <laughs> Maybe for it'll Mike. happen this year. A little wig and <laughs> yes, some short shorts. Yes. But no, he gets people. Like He makes that connection with people. And that's what I try and do with my clients is find out where we're at and, and come to a meeting point and then work from there. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so you mentioned about your own journey. Let's step back just a little bit yeah. because um, you do have a little bit of a unique, well, maybe it's not unique. You can tell me, but 
I believe it's a little unique journey to how you got to where you are at. You started, correct me if I'm wrong, your education started after high school in business and economics, and then you went to vocal performance. Right, And yeah. so how did this all come back then to... I mean, you have a bachelor's in sports science, a master's in health education. Um, how, tell me about all of that. Yeah, uh, you know, I've always had trouble deciding on one thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and well, so see, I'm like a, I'm that like, helps a lot of us because I think a lot of us are in that kind of boat. Right. So just go ahead. I kind of like to do it all, and I still do that as well. But even in high school, they labeled me the Renaissance Man because I was in pep band, I was in jazz band, in choir, in theater. Um, and then, of course, I was doing all the sports as well, wrestling, You didn't football. go together too well. Those kind of things are usually mutually exclusive. Oh, you did it, it all together. I had to do some finagling with the teachers yeah. and the schedules, and, um, but I loved it all and uh, uh, different aspects of each of those. But one of my favorites really was athletics and sports. Um, and so as I got into college and started studying business, because my main focus on college was money. Like I'm going to college because I want to make some money. I want to make a living. I want to support a family, and I want to be well off. My parents were both teachers. They took great care of us. Um, but I know growing up, money was always tight and was a big concern. And I didn't want it to be that way. Right. Well, I found out that that never goes away. Really, it doesn't matter how you live or what you make. That's so true. Um, money is always important, and we have to learn how to budget, manage it, all those things. So in college, I I, I think I got my first C. I'd never had a C before until I got to college. And I think it was my economics class, if I remember correctly. And I thought, you know, the first couple of weeks, supply and demand, it was all great. Yeah, sure. Oh, this is easy stuff. And then it started to get into a little bit more depth, a little more detail. I kind of lost interest at that point. <laughs> and it, it just wasn't going the way that I thought it would go. And with a minor in Japanese, I thought, this will be great. I'll be, you know, an international businessman, speaking Japanese, making, oh, yeah, just, you're gonna you know, be, the world is my oyster. I can totally see that. Well, I bombed out of that, and I thought, okay, what's my second? <laughs> what's my second love? Well, I, I love singing. I love music. Okay, so I'm like vocal performance. That's where it's at. Sure. And I was already in those classes, and so I thought I'll switch my major, vocal performance, all the way. There's a couple minor details that's uh, flaws in that plan, though. I don't know how to play the piano. Oh, that uh, is kind of. I played key. the trumpet in high school since fifth grade i was great at the trumpet i loved it but you can't play the trumpet and sing at the same time no mm -mm. and so i got into a piano class and realized very quickly that i you did not have the piano abilities <laughs> i was so far behind so frustrated i couldn't do that so i said okay vocal performance is a love of mine i'll continue to do it but it's not going to be my career because i don't want to be a high school Choir teacher. Okay. As much as I love them. Yeah, right. And they they taught me great things. You were in back life. to the parents being teachers and maybe the. I money knew it not wasn't my there. calling yeah. in life exactly. <laughs> so I thought, well, vocal performance, like professional, yeah, that's a long shot. I didn't have enough faith in myself to do that. Yeah. So I kept it on the back burner, and then I talked to my my PE teacher essentially in college. Like I was taking some um, sports lifetime sports classes and weights, and I was like, I love doing this. Hey. You've got this job here and it's paying Teaching. you to teach me to do this, what I love. How did you get that? And he's like, Mike, you've got to get into sports science, a little bit of biology, some biomechanics, um, things like that. So I jumped right into it. Because that was like ding, ding, ding. This yeah, is, I'm like, this is I'm what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up doing that. Um, I jumped right into it, um, got my degrees. I went right into health, uh, health. So health education became a second major to my sports science because I had to have a minor. Got There's it. only a few more credits for health education. So me being the way I am, I'm like, let's just do it. 
So I did it and I ended up getting uh, a job right out of college in my internship with the health department. And at the same time, I ended up getting a job, personal training uh, here in town at a local fitness club. And I've been doing both ever since. Really? Until recently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what's happened recently? Well, uh, the last few years, I've noticed that I've been trading time for money. And this is a business concept that everybody understands. You can only make so much money over time. You only time. have so much time. Yeah, in my yeah. in my life. And yeah. I talk about this with people that are exercising. I also talk about this on a business level where there's only 24 hours in a day. What are we going to do to make money during those 24 hours? How are we going to cause some change? And I, I was running short on time. I was getting up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. I was working till 10 at night. Is your work at the health department, is that a full-time gig? That's a full-time job, Okay, 40 so, hours a week. So yeah. I've been working well over 60 hours a week for 18 plus years. Yeah. So I'm ready to retire. <laughs> and I'm working on my retirement plan. But you are not old enough plan. to retire. <laughs> I'm, I'm old enough to retire, let me tell okay, you. Okay, okay. Lately, I've been feeling it. I get it. That's a whole other story. But So I decided that... I've got to do something a little bit different, um, you know, with a wife and six kids, two dogs and a cat. Oh yeah, you have I, a lot of commitment. I needed to spend more time at home. I, for my oldest son, I already felt like, man, I missed so much of his childhood. I tried to be there to all the sports activities and the different things, but the coming and going from school and at home, I was at work already. I was gone to work by 5 a.m. Hmm. The kids never saw me in the morning. Um, I was not home until maybe bedtime. I tried to get home for dinner time. Sometimes that didn't happen. For a lot of years, it didn't. And discussions with my wife, we'd go back and forth around how do we make the bills? You know, how do I see the kids more? Which is more important? We all know family is more important. But I had to get to a point where I could make it happen. And I developed a plan. And over the last few years, I put that plan together. And when the time was right, I pulled the trigger. And is that recently? Like, tell me about it. It is recent. Um, You know, when COVID hit, um, I was right in the heart of it. Um, working in public health, I saw the wave coming in December, November even, before it hit us in February, March. Yeah. Um, and I thought, man, if this hits the U.S. like it's hitting China, it's going to change things up a lot. And did you specifically see how the change was going to be in the fitness industry? Or, I, I mean, did you have any idea what this was going to do? Because it's pretty much you know killed. I mean, not killed. It's just redirected. A lot of pivoting has happened in your industry. It has changed the face of many industries. And, yeah. and I couldn't predict that. I didn't think it was going to be like this yeah. to this extent yeah. to where it would actually shut businesses down. Um, I thought it would slow stuff down. Things would change. People would be apprehensive. But we shut everything down. Now, whether that was the actual disease or whether it was a political yeah, or, or what, the way we knows? reacted yeah. who knows uh-huh. who knows and and nothing we can do about that now but in that wave i knew that as health and fitness industry was shutting down the plan that has been in the back of my head for years is to go online to go virtual mm-hmm. i need to reach more people in less time and be able to touch more people and change lives without having one person right in front of me yeah. for an hour and then one more person or even a small group but still during the day, I can only see so many people. Right. So I had to develop a way where I could put my business into an on-demand, online type of business that anybody can tap into at any time. And really, that's perfect for exercise and healthy lifestyle management because we need it available 24-7. Right. You don't know how many times clients have told me, Mike, if I could just put you in my back pocket or if you could just sit on my shoulder and follow me around all day, 
I would do so much better. And I said, I know you would. I wish I could do that, but you could never afford to pay me that price. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could never afford to pay that price. Now, I'm, I'm waiting for that celebrity that wants to, <laughs> to reach out and you. tap into Taylor's Okay, Fitz. just so you know, he is for hire, but it's going to cost you. That's right. So I wanted to make my business model uh, affordable. I wanted to make it so everybody could do it. And that's what we're doing at Tailored Fit. We have a monthly membership. It's simple. It's easy. You tap into all the tools and resources that I have there. You can even tap directly into me in live sessions um, and just get everything you need at one-stop shop right there. So was that, was COVID actually kind of a hidden blessing then because that was the push where so many in the fitness industry did have to go virtual. This wasn't a big difference because were you kind of just part of that wave that changed to virtual and here this is how we get Mike. Exactly. That was the straw that broke the camel's back essentially. But you were I'm positioned. Like, Now's the time. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was laid off at work and I thought, and they it said, worked. go ahead, go ahead and go out there and, and do what you can um, to help with exercise and fitness. And I had the plan ready in the back of my mind. I didn't have everything put together yet. So frantically you, you I was then. scrambling. I'm like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do that. Let's meet here. Let's get these things going. Um, and it's been working and I've just been rocking and rolling ever since. That's so good. So at this point, if somebody wanted to hire you as a trainer, is it mostly through this membership or do you still have meet me at the gym and I will do one-to-one -one training? So I have both. Most important is just to get online at MikeTheTrainerTaylor.com and you can tap into my schedule there. Um, you can message with me there and we can set it up. Now, my, my plan is to be as much as I love Idaho Falls in our area is to be much bigger than that. Um, and so I still meet with some clients and some new clients locally. Um, I do some small group training, um, but my plan is to have lots more online and be able to reach out around the world, essentially, and help people in their healthy lifestyle goals. Yeah, I, what I know of you is that you are pretty well known, especially in the sports, um, high school sports kind of arena, for doing camps and training mm -hmm. with those that specific demographic. So is that yeah. still, can that happen in this membership type of a arrangement? Definitely, yeah, yeah. This summer I, I was able to spend a lot of time with some great youth athletes. We worked on speed, strength, agility. Um, we got them faster and stronger and they're, they were so excited to get back to sports this fall. Yeah. And they're using those skills now. Many of the coaches have been like, wow, what's that kid been doing? And tailored fit. Yeah. We've been getting them out there and getting them stronger and faster. And, and you didn't so necessarily have to be right there with them. No, well, a lot of that was, was in-person and small group stuff locally. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. But I do have the online programs that they can do at home. Um, so we just have to get people dialed into that. Yeah, and again, that can be done anywhere, anywhere you live. Mm -hmm. So who is your ideal client? You know, I have about four different styles of ideal clients. Um, one is, of course, weight loss. There's so many people out there that are struggling with weight loss. They want to know how to do it, how to do it right, and how do we make it stick? So weight loss, and then of course athletes are, are another one. Um, adults and youth athletes, and I range on the spectrum there of endurance sports to um, you know very finite uh, short races or specific sports like football and basketball. Um, the other thing is is just healthy lifestyle management, so nutrition and exercise, and how to balance those two things. Um, those are really the three kind of key areas that I'm looking at. And I guess I would add on the last one is more of a 
chronic condition management. There's so many people out there that are dealing with type 2 diabetes, um, obesity, cardiovascular disease, and with my health education background and nutrition uh, specialization, I can really help a lot of people dial in nutrition and carbs and how many carbs to be getting in, um, how to do exercise and what's safe and what can I do with this type of condition. Um, and so really, I mean, I've been doing it for over 20 years. If you've got something you need help with, you can reach out, get a hold of me, and I'll help you out. So it doesn't, it, it isn't something like you are only for the people who are intense athletes. Um, and, and I think that's sometimes what we get a little intimidated with, especially those chronic illnesses. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that that would be the first person I would reach out to would be a trainer. Because right. I would think that'd be a little intimidating. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't want a personal trainer. Yeah. You're going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be killed. Um, and they are intimidated by that. And so don't let that dissuade you. Yeah. Um, and that's where Tailored Fit comes in is because we take the whole approach. Health and fitness isn't about just exercise. It isn't about just diet. It's a mind-body connection. It's learning the whole health um, spectrum, basically. And, and I call it holistic wellness. And people have heard that term before, but really it's it's mind, body, spirit. Um, I don't go much into the wealth part of, ho of holistic health, but that's an important part of it too. Yeah. The thing that I will tell you is it's easier on the budget doing it with me than with somebody else. So <laughs> that's going to help you out. Okay, good to know. So what do you think does set you apart? Because there are definitely personal trainers in um, you know East Idaho, a lot of different ones. Mm -hmm. What do you think sets you apart from other people? Um, just that phrase exactly personal training um, it's just like you know if you have a favorite massage therapist or a doctor that you like because of their personality um, or just somebody that you like to be with or be around um, I'm a personal trainer so I develop and design your program just for you and I'm the kind of trainer that you need and I've been with people so long I can figure out which type of trainer do you need do you need the angry Jillian Michael style because <laughs> you can do that because I can do that okay um, it's not my favorite approach uh -huh. because it is a little more harsh. Yeah. Or do you need the Richard Simmons style, which is more like cheerleading? Love you. I love yay, you no matter loving, what. You're doing awesome. And, and, and that's my favorite approach. And that's what works for me. Yeah. I like the tough love works on some people, but just the, just the nice cheerleading type of love is great for most people. Yeah. As long as you hold their feet to the fire and just keep them accountable, it works great. You'll be surprised how how good of results we get with just following up with people, showing them positive encouragement and getting them to the mark. You know, it's interesting. I read a Forbes article recently that talked about the fact that more people in the light of COVID are working out than were prior to that because it is so easy to mm -hmm. access now. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that model should be something that really aligns with what you're doing. Yeah, I think the industry is blossoming right now. It's booming even. Um, with online virtual training, so many people have realized that, hey, I don't have to go to the big box club yeah. to exercise. Yeah. And truth be told, I've been telling this to my clients for years. As much as I love you to come into the club and see me and exercise here, you don't need all of this stuff. Uh -huh. We can go outside beneath the tree and, and do about 20 different exercises right there between you and the tree and get a workout. Just your own resistance. Yep, just your own body weight, mm -hmm. maybe using a little bit of a tree for a support for a few different things, or I'll go to a stadium, or go to a track, or go to the river, I mean, or get a bike. There's a just bajillion a different things you can do besides just lifting dumbbells in a gym. And most people don't like to do that, and especially in today's environment, they don't want to go into a gym, they don't want to feel strapped to just the four walls. Mm -hmm. um, Get outside and live. I say that all the time to people. Just get out and enjoy the outdoors. Get active. Find what it is that you like to do 
and do it. Well, it's clear that you're passionate about it. So it's fun to hear how even after all these years of doing it, you're like, let's still do it. I love it. Yeah, I love to get outdoors. That's my place to be. I hear the mountains call me daily <laughs> and I try and run away to the hills all the time. Ultra trail running is one of my favorite things. Um, I love Ironman and triathlon and just anything outdoors being active. And part of it for me is com competition. You're, you're I, more than other people, yeah. I like to be competitive. Uh -huh. And that kind of puts me on the edge. And my uncle once told me, he said, Mike, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I really like that because uh -huh. the edge is the defining moment of what happens. You either stay on or you fall off. But if you can ride that edge, it's kind of like a wave. You stay right on that wave. That's the best part to be right on that curl. And that's the funnest part to be. And that's how life is, I think. If you can stay right on the edge and just enjoy life to the fullest, you are going to have such a great life, just filled with, with joy, with happiness, with experiences. Um, and sitting home in the lazy boy is not doing it. Doesn't it. Challenge does yeah, not doesn't challenge you. Yeah, it doesn't bring that peak out of you. No. I love it. No, don't get me wrong. I like that sometimes. I like to rest. <laughs> I like to rest. Yes, we all need that. But I like to be out there doing stuff. All right. So what do you feel has been the biggest lesson you've learned in the 20 years of business? You know, I know you've seen the industry change, but what do you feel like has been that biggest challenge that you faced? I think the biggest challenge that I faced daily is, is, is just believing in yourself. And people say, Mike, you're a personal trainer. Come on. You're telling people all the time that you can do it. You can do it. Believe in yourself. You know what? We have to have our own cheerleader as well. And it helps to have people telling you, you can do it. And so I have to have those daily affirmations too and believe in myself when, when I was a budding um, personal trainer thinking, no one's ever going to pay me this much money just to do something that's super easy. Well, it comes to find out not everybody knows how to exercise or they don't know how to do it right or they can't make it fun and enjoyable. And I know how to do that for people. Yeah. Um, so they're willing to pay money for that. I didn't believe that anybody would ever do that. So I've come from there. Yeah, those self-doubts. Yeah, mm -hmm. to, to starting my own business and believing that I can do this. I can show people the way. I can help them have fun and accomplish their goals. And, and they will pay for that because it's something that they find valuable. And so believing in yourself, believing in what you're doing is something that I've learned over the 20 years of doing this. It's super important. If you don't have that to start with, you've got nothing. Yeah, I, I think you touched on something that I ask most of the people who are on the show is, have you ever had feelings of discouragements or thought that you don't want to do this anymore? You know, or like, what am I doing? I, you know, I'm going to just stick with the health department and forget doing all this. What has kept you so focused and, and passionate about it? Uh, yeah, you know, those thoughts go through your head all the time. I mean, for me at least, like, what am I doing here? You have setbacks. And, and I think back to the struggles that I've had in competition, in races. Yeah. You sometimes, you know, you don't, very rarely do you have your A game for a race the whole time. And those are beautiful when that happens. But every time you get out there and train or race or compete, you have those moments where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm going to finish this race. My lungs are burning. My ankles hurting. The, there's sweat in my eyes, whatever it is. And metaphorically, that happens to us daily, right? We have setbacks. We have to learn to have self-reflection, look in ourselves, and it comes back to that self-worth, knowing that there's there's some value within yourself that you can overcome these things. And, and whether it's in your training or whether it's in your business model, um, believing in yourself, resetting, self-reflection, and move forward. 
don't stew on the negative. It doesn't get you anywhere. Mm. Learn from it and move on. Yeah, I think you've really touched on something that I've thought a lot about lately is understanding that purpose and really believing in what that is because that gets you through some of those really hard times. It does. I mean, we all have them. Yeah. Life throws curveballs at you all the time. Yeah. And if you're not ready to figure out you know, which direction you're going, then it takes you a lot longer to get through that mess. Um, and so just sticking to what's solid. And of course, through all this, family, friends are important. And I talk about that in my personal training with people. If you don't have some kind of solid support group, you will fail. Yeah. Because us, and, I, and I've done it before myself, if, you, if you're focusing on just yourself and you try and do everything all by yourself, you will fail. 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of the time. We don't have enough willpower. Yeah. Well, Let's willpower be honest, will people. always fail you. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. work. Now, it's a good concept, but you have to set up the right kind of construct to get it to work right. And that is a support group. You've seen it, you know, we all know about it through like Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, yeah. these 12 step programs that walk people through behavior change, but it's based in support. They're all coming together with one cause. And that's how it works having a support group. And that's what a good personal trainer does for you. Yeah, they're, they will they're support your support you. group. Okay, mm -hmm. I love that. And they'll help you grow your support network so that you don't just rely on one person. If you have support all around you, you're so much more successful. Yeah, it's good. Well, we just don't do this journey alone, no matter how many of us try to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I don't know, but I would imagine along the, the because the um, way that the industry is and there are other trainers, I imagine from time to time you end up battling the critics. Have you had critics along the way? People who have said, Mike, this really is not what you should be doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and like I said before, sometimes we're our own worst critic. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's set that aside because that's a whole nother story. But there are <laughs> critics out there. And most recently I, I went through one just recently. And you know what? And it comes back to the support group because I have friends out there and, and one of my friends said, Mike, you know what? When people start bringing you down and taking pot shots at you, you know you're doing something right. It, indeed. They're just getting jealous or they're getting feeling threatened, um, those types of things. So you know you're on the right track when you have critics. People wouldn't say anything about you if they didn't think you were worth something. Yeah. Right? They would just totally ignore you. And so I, I flipped my train of thought around and um, um, I'm very... Maybe you don't know, our audience may not know the Iron Cowboy, James Lawrence. He was recently on uh, television. He did 50 Ironmans in 50 states in oh, 50 days. Wow. He's from Utah, um, but he was on the Echo Challenge on Amazon Prime just recently. He's a stud. I've done some exercising and some training with him before. Wow. And I was just talking with him the other day, um, uh, texting or messaging with him. And, and he said the same thing. He's like, Mike, do not give your critics any power over you. It's not worth your time. And he's exactly right. He's like, Mike, I influence thousands and thousands of people around the world in a positive way. I don't have time to worry about my critics. Yeah, but they're loud and they it's are. hard to And not... it's hurtful and yeah, it's in your face. right. And sometimes they touch on stuff that you already have your own self-doubts about. Right. And so it is a tough message not to hear. Even when you have the roar of all of the accolades, when the critics, but you're, you're so correct. Once we're doing something that people, you know, you have a target on your back. And that's so right. here you go. That's right. Well, that's good advice. I think you have a great attitude around that. So we'll look to you for it as an example. I'll try and be, you know, <laughs> the best I can. All right. So how does your family support you in this business? You say you have six kids. 
I do. Tell me yeah. about, I yeah. mean, and if you were working all of this time with public health and also um, with your fitness, how have they supported you? You know what? My family is awesome. My wife is a saint. Um, she <laughs> is just as outgoing, if not more, than I am. Um, she also runs an out-of-home business, daycare, not daycare, oh. but it started as daycare and turned into preschool because wow. she has an education in childhood development and learning. Um, so it turned into preschool. Um, so we're no um, strangers to entrepreneurship, starting our own business and doing all sorts of things. We've dabbled in other things that we don't need to mention here. Uh, everyone's got those stories yes. of failed businesses yes. and things. <laughs> but she's, she's been doing that for over 15, 16 years. Oh my goodness, years. wow. Yeah, and, and she also coaches cross country and our kids are involved in all the sports. I don't know how we do it, but we make it work. And I think the secret to it is having each other's back, being each other's support. And especially between my wife and I, we're on the same page. We're committed to each other. Um, we have a schedule, we communicate, and that's how things get done. And and by far, she's goes above and beyond all the time to make sure that stuff happens. So I owe a lot of it to her, a lot of it to my wife for the support. Uh, again, support networks, huge. Yeah, it, it does help, yeah. and. What I really loved about that is the schedule and communicate because this can't just happen on accident. It you actually not, yeah. have to plan this. Purposefully stuff out. plan, right? Yes, exactly. Purposefully plan, um, and and amongst all this chaos, we we thought, you know what? I'm watching some of these silly things on YouTube about different families doing crazy stuff all the time, and the and things started to click, and we had uh, and we were shooting some videos with different production people, and they're like, you know what? To Karen, Mike, you guys should do your own channel, your family channel. I was like, that'd be awesome. We could do it, Tailored Fit Fam. Yeah, and, right. And it just came to my mind right there. Yeah. Um, and so we're the Tailored Fit Fam on YouTube now. Well, that is fun. And we've got like 10 episodes up. We're in our Ooh. infancy, but Ooh. we've got two more months of stuff we've been shooting, and they're just going to keep rolling out. I love doing it. And if anything, if nobody likes it, it's my own little video journal yeah. and diary for my family. Yeah, and, it's great. And I love it. So we've got stuff on there from my daughter going to homecoming to us climbing the mountains and backpacking and running, and it's just all of our family activities that we do. Well, I imagine with six different children personalities plus the two parents, and did you say two dogs? And a cat. And a cat, <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of different personalities going on in this house that there would be is. kind of fun to it, watch. It is crazy, but we love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, tell me again where we can find that. That's on YouTube, Tailored Fit fam. Okay. Check that out, guys. Yeah. Okay. So, Mike, what advice would you give to someone considering self-employment? Um, you know, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you know, it feels like that. We were talking about that before the show, Renee. Like, self-employment, if you want to work harder, more hours, um, and maybe make less pay for a while, but have much, much more gratification, and in the long term, more payout than having your own business is what's for you. Um, you know, it's great to work with a group of people and to have an employer, but at the end of the day, it's not yours. And when you walk away from that desk or that office, you, you walk away from it. And when you leave there, they may be sad that you're gone, but they'll put somebody else in your place and fill that role with somebody else and uh, not think too long about it. Yeah, it's true. But when you run your own business, you put your heart and soul into it. It's all about you. Um, your blood, sweat, and tears, and you make the connections with your clients, your customers, whatever it is, and they understand that whatever product they're getting from you is from you. Um, 
I'm a fan of movies, so and this is a this is a comedy. But Tommy Boy with the O'Callaghan breaks. I love Tommy Boy. <laughs> yes, indeed. I think he, you it's know, right even up our a, alley. You it's, know, a, with auto, it's our era, right? Yes, <laughs> and also in the automotive repair because we oh, have the right. Callahan. Yes, of course. So it's it's it really is like it's a comedy, but there's a lot of great messages in that movie of, of family and backing your product and doing what's right. And I think that's some of the most important things: um, just having integrity in your own business. And that's what you get um, at Tailored Fit. And I'm sure that's what we see with a lot of our um, entrepreneurial type businesses from around this region. Great folks in East Idaho. Um, let's take it out there and share it with the world. I know that's what I love so much about this show. I don't know that I will ever stop doing it because I've only just scratched the surface of the people. In, you know, if this is your 77th, if this is our 77th episode, which I think it is, um, you know, that's only 77 stories that I've told of yeah. how many hundreds oh, that wow. we can tell. Yeah. It's just so fun. It can go on and on. I know. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So I know if we go to your website, which is, again, what? www.mikethetrainertaylor.com. There's an ebook there. Tell me about the ebook. There is. Of course, I have this awesome ebook that I want to give away to you guys for free. All you have to do is get to my website. It is about the five biggest myths debunked in health and fitness. I'll tell you what those myths are, and I'll tell you how to fix them. And, and it's applicable to everybody. So you want that information. It's super quick, easy read, just a tiny little ebook. How you can um, debunk the five biggest myths in exercise right now. Go check it out on my website, MikeTheTrainerTaylor.com, and get your free book. Awesome. And no strings attached. You're just giving that away. No strings attached. There. Well, one it. string, you just have to enter your uh, email in there because i got to send you the free book. <laughs> okay, that sounds fair. Mike, it's been a pleasure. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners that we didn't talk about today? You know, if you've been sitting on the fence and just wondering what the next step is in your life with health and fitness, Tailored Fit has a solution for you. Um, check it out on our website. Think about that next step that you're going to make. Think about how Mike the Trainer Taylor can help you, support you in each aspect, set up the goals, get you to those goals, and make it feel great. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining me today and for sharing your passion for health and fitness because I can absolutely feel that as we've been talking and I'm sure the listeners have heard it too. Your industry has taken such a hit with the pandemic and it's exciting to hear how you're pivoting to serve your clients, so thank you. And we look forward to a healthier East Idaho with you guiding us on living our best lives. Thanks for having me, Renee. Thank you. Okay, guys, as a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. For the third year in a row, we have been chosen as East Idaho's Best Mechanic by the Post Register's Reader's Choice Awards. So please come and see us and let our family take care of your family. Now stay tuned for the Business Leadership Moment. It's now time for a Business Leadership Moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Hi, thanks for sticking around for the business leadership moment. This segment is brought to you by RiseCon. RiseCon is the East Idaho Business Conference. It's held every November. And guys, I think they're doing some exciting things with it this year. It's going virtual. So there's a lot of opportunity to be a part of it. Check it out at IdahoRiseCon.com. And also you can check out their sister event called RiseX, which is held monthly, and you can find out more information about it at risex.io. Um, today, guys, I wanted to share with you an opportunity that I had to 
uh, be schooled, basically. Uh, you know, last week or last time that I had on my last episode for the business leadership moment, I talked about the currency of kindness and how if we invested as much time and energy and effort in kindness as we do in achieving our professional and uh, financial goals, what would happen to this world, right? So it was a great story that I told and it was wonderful. And then I had an opportunity to kind of live it. So I wanted to share with you um, what happened to me the other day. And I'd love any feedback that y'all have for me on any situation that this may have occurred for you or um, maybe some advice on what I should do. Uh, so I was headed home. I live in Rigby, Idaho, and it's a little bit north of Idaho Falls. And so I was I was at our shop in Idaho Falls and um, was headed back home. Hadn't eaten all day. I was like, oh, I'm going to grab something just on my way home. So I pulled into Wendy's. And this is not about Wendy's. I love Wendy's. But the line was long. And at this particular Wendy's, the you pull into it off of a very busy road um, and there's only room for maybe one or possibly two cars before you're actually backed up into this very busy road. And so etiquette is you pull in and you kind of snake, you have to kind of do a Yui or enter from another entrance and and line up in the parking lot in order to go through the drive-thru because I, w- I was going through the drive-thru. So I, of course, am a rule follower. When I pulled in, I went all the way through the parking lot, flipped to Yui, and got in the back of the line because that's what proper people do. And I had gotten in the back of this line, and I proceed to see this individual pull in off of this very busy road and just kind of stop right there. And what it appeared to be happening was that he was waiting for this line, this snake of a line, to get to where he thought was his, I don't know, his time to butt into the line. Um, And he just sat there. And so I'm, again, I'm a rule follower. So I was watching how cars were trying to pull into the parking lot. And here he is blocking that whole entrance. Um, they're pulling around him and then it, it was just a very awkward situation and I'm sweating because I'm like, what's wrong with this person and why won't they move? And and I wasn't thinking very positive thoughts about that individual at that time. And so I snaked a little closer and he wasn't breaking into the line. He was sitting there waiting and technically he would have been behind me. So in my mind, I was like, heck, if he thinks he's going to bust in before me and, you know, all the things that maybe you don't say that to yourself, but I was saying to myself and how rude and inconsiderate and what an idiot and all of these things. I do not know this person, but I felt very free to call him all sorts of things under, you know, the sun. And as I got to where it would have been my turn to turn into the drive through I thought, why, you know, you have the opportunity, Renee, to do something about this. You're complaining about how he's blocking traffic and whatnot, and you're not in a hurry. So why don't you just let him go in front of you? 
And again, he wasn't busting into the line. There was a space he definitely could have taken in front of me. And I just waved him on. I was like, no, just come on, just go ahead in front of me. And, you know, he waved and got in front of me. And that was that. So I was paying attention to the things that you do when you're waiting in line, right? My phone and all sorts of other stuff. Put in my order. And I got up to, and, you know, really didn't think much more about it other than continued to feel like this person was an idiot. I'm sorry to say, probably that was going through my head. And so we got up to the, um, I got up to take my order, to, to pay for my order. And wouldn't you know it, when I went to pay for my order, the individual at the window said, the person in front of you paid for your order. And I was kind of, I was definitely shocked. And if the, any of that has happened to you before, isn't it just a fun thing to have happen when you pull up and, you know, somebody has paid for your order? Well, especially in this situation, because uh, I think, I, you know, who knows? I don't know what he was thinking. I, I am not in this individual's head. Um, but I kind of felt like I, I, my, my whole perception of that individual changed in that moment. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe he did understand that that was kind of a jerkish move. And wow, that was classy that he chose to pay for my little, you know, lunch that I was getting. And um, I just wanted to share that experience with you because I left feeling a whole lot different than I did when I was in that line complaining about him and his stupid moves. And I thought, you know what, this is a really good example about how we need to practice more kindness. And although um, the act of me letting him in the line before it was his turn might have been deemed as kindness, I certainly did it with a lot of resentment and um, animosity to an individual that I didn't even know. So what a good lesson for him to turn the tables on me buy my lunch, change my whole perception. Um, I, you know, I kind of don't think he's such a jerk anymore. It was pretty classy that he did that. So it was a message to me. I wanted to share with you guys. I thought it was kind of funny because it was seriously just on the heels of me talking about kindness last week. And it's a good lesson to all of us. I'm going to challenge us. What, what kind of thing can we do this week that just adds that extra little smile to somebody in our lives that we may or may not know. And doesn't have to be paying for somebody's meal at a drive through window, but that was really cool. So here's the challenge for all of us. I'd love for you to report, tell me what you did um, or not. Just enjoy it yourself. Share it, um, even if it's just to share for yourself and just smile that you added a little bit more joy into somebody's life this week because we need it, guys. We absolutely need it. Okay, take care, and we'll see you back here with another great guest next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast, proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.